So I, I guess I would be sometimes what you would call an explosive parent. I'm usually a very calm, very gentle person. And then just when I hit that limit, I explode. You're listening to the Mindful Parenting Podcast, episode number 419. Today is a special on-air coaching session with Brittany talking about how do you share your calm? Welcome to the Mindful Parenting Podcast. Here, it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. At Mindful Parenting, we know that you cannot give what you do not have, and when you get calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clark Fields. I help smart, thoughtful parents stay calm so they can have strong, connected relationships with their children. I've been practicing mindfulness for over 25 years. I'm the creator of the Mindful Parenting course, and I'm the author of the best-selling book, Raising Good Humans, a mindful guide to breaking the cycle of reactive parenting and raising kind, confident kids, and now raising good humans every day. 50 simple ways to press pause, stay present, and connect with your kids. Welcome back to the Mindful Mama podcast. So glad you are here. Listen, if you haven't done so yet, please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't done so yet, or please go over to Apple Podcasts. You can do it right from your phone, like where you're probably listening to this right now. You just go to the leave a review and you can leave us a rating and review, especially if you love the podcast. And it just helps the podcast grow and it takes about 30 seconds. I Greatly, greatly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And this is a very special episode. We have been noticing that the honor coaching sessions are getting a lot of downloads. So we wanted to do some more. And so today we have Brittany, a mama who wants to respond with empathy and stay attuned to her three year old son. But how do you do that in like those overstimulating, triggering moments? Right? It's all about that. And so she's heard the advice to share your calm, but how? So in this episode, you're going to hear me coach Brittany through the things that it actually takes to regulate our feelings in the face of a fiery toddler. This is the kind of thing I do every week, all the time with Mindful Parenting members in the Mindful Parenting membership. So if you want to know more about Mindful Parenting, if this appeals to you, go to mindfulparentingcourse.com and sign up for the waiting list. I'll, we'll send you some info about it. Okay, so let's dive in. Join me at the table as I coach Brittany in this special on-air coaching session. Do you want to stop yelling and have your child listen to? Well, I have exciting news for you. If you're hearing this right now, it means that the doors to mindful parenting are open at mindfulparentingcourse.com. This only happens for a limited time and it may be perfect for you if you want to be that patient, calm parent, but you're afraid of being walked all over, you're losing it and you want to be that steady, peaceful parent, you don't have a cohesive method and you take in bad advice like just count to one, two, three. Mindful parenting is an evidence-based system that not only teaches you how to calm your reactivity, but offers you a ton of personal guidance. A lot of other parenting coaches talk about the best way to respond to your child, but guess what? 
they don't walk you through the research-proven practices that it really takes to create changes that actually last. Mindful Parenting teaches you the specific steps to create cooperative, loving relationships for life. In Mindful Parenting, you can learn how to stay calm even if you find yourself shouting hourly now. Be present for your child no matter what they're going through. Resolve conflicts easily without yelling or taking away the iPad. Set limits without your child resenting you for days afterward. And build trust between you and your child so that you avoid misery in the teen years. The doors are open now at mindfulparentingcourse.com. Unlike other programs in Mindful Parenting, we offer one-on-one coaching to every member and weekly drop-in coaching sessions. Don't wait anymore. You and your kids are worth leveling up. Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com and join now before the doors close again. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com. I'll see you there. Brittany, thank you so much for coming on the Mindful Mama podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. All right. So this is an honor coaching call, and I'm so excited to talk to you about you and your toddler boy, Ansel James. So cute. It's a little woodcutter name. Um, And before we kind of go into some of the challenges that you're having, maybe you could share with us what are some wins that you've had? I think one of the biggest wins probably since beginning this whole adventure of motherhood has been... um, learning to be more flexible and go with the flow because I've always been a very scheduled, like routine oriented person. I always have everything like planned out and need to know what's coming next. And with with my son, with AJ, like I ever since he was born, it's just been very much kind of a go with the flow of the day. Like I was very so when he was born was right before COVID hit actually, which for I know a lot of people was really hard for me. It was almost it was kind of helpful to have that forced isolation at the time because I was just starting new motherhood. And so it gave me that kind of that fourth trimester time to just focus on him and me and the bonding and just kind of, OK, now we're nursing and now we're just napping and just like following the natural rhythm of how things went with him without feeling forced into any particular routine that I needed to keep up with. And so I think that kind of helped kickstart that sort of change in my mindset. And then um, before he turned one was when I came across the Raise Good um, Summit in the fall, which is how I learned about you too. And so then I came across all these other resources supporting that. And so just one thing kind of led to another and it kind of trickled and snowballed, but definitely just learning to kind of take each day as it comes. Um, we we keep a fairly flexible, open schedule overall. We'll go visit friends regularly sometimes, but we have a lot of days just at home with each other, playing outside. Um, if he's having a harder day emotionally, it's like it's pretty easy to just say, okay, we'll just have a chill day today and kind of focus on the support you need. So I think that's been just probably one of my biggest wins is learning to be flexible with routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really hard to slow down. In fact, like, I mean, for a lot of us, like, you know, we hear the advice that, you know, we should sort of slow down and really rest for at least mm-hmm. the first month after birth. 
Yeah. And then after that, and for a lot of us, we're so like, go, 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 that that can be really hard. So it sounds like the, I can imagine that, you know, the whole world is slowing down with COVID. So you're like, okay, here we go. And you could just focus your energy on this new baby. That sounds pretty cool in some ways. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, good. And you're being more flexible. You were a lot more routine. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really nice. Um, So it sounds like you're able to stay home with AJ and yes. um and and you're enjoying that that feels good to you I am yes that's what I had always kind of wanted to do um I always when I was younger I always wanted to be a mom and my mom was a stay-at-home mom and that was kind of like my I, I really loved that idea of being a stay-at-home mom myself and focusing on my my kiddos or kiddo and um I became a teacher for a while and that kind of took the love of children outside of school hours out of my heart for a while because I just got very burnt out like I loved my students but because of teaching for a long time I was like I don't know if I want kids because I was just so stressed and so burnt out from that and so I kind of lost that dream for a little while but then we were surprised when AJ came along and it ended up being a really good surprise I kind of brought that dream back for me and caused us to brought about a move we were living overseas at the time so we moved here um, and so I was able to stay home with him and I, I do love it. I've just recently started up my own small business, which is taking a bit of my time with like going to market, selling my products locally, that sort of thing. But I'm still mostly like home with him. It's been the first time we've had like a babysitter watching him at least like a couple of times a week. And so that's been a bit of an adjustment for us. But I still am home with him the majority. So I do love All it. Right. Cool. So you got like some space. You got like uh, your time wealth which is awesome. Like not everybody has that. That's like great to have. Um, okay. Let, lots of great wins. What are some of the challenges that are arising with three and a half year old AJ? I'm probably the biggest challenge. <laughs> I would say it's me, like my, my own just like struggle with emotional um, space holding it's something like I feel like in each stage of his life, like I've kind of gotten a grasp on it and learned, OK, now I, I've got a handle on how to hold space for this particular thing. And then he moves on to the next one. And I'm like, oh, man, I just finally got the hang of that. Um, so just yeah. um, I struggle a lot with anger, I guess. Like I get really angry or just overstimulated. And so I, I guess I would be sometimes what you would call an explosive parent. I'm usually a very calm, very gentle. Um, person and then just when I hit that limit I explode and that's not fair to him and it's something progress and then go back and then progress and so the tricky one I can really relate to you a lot about that I mean it's funny because people like talk to me and they're like oh you're so like calm and stuff like I'm not really naturally that way like sometimes I'm like and yet, you know, I have a really, really bad temper. I mean, I know I got my temper from my father. Is this something that you experienced growing up was like explosive anger? Um, I I don't think often necessarily explosive. I just know the way we do have very different parenting approaches. And so I think a lot more of my explosions from what I've learned in all of my reparenting journey thus far is that a lot of it is probably due to the buildup of because I'm responding to AJ in a way that I wasn't necessarily responding to in a lot of these hard moments that just kind of builds up because I'm like, I, not consciously, but it's like, you know, internally your inner child or whatever, right? Is like, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. Hey, where's my turn? You know, like, and so I think it's more probably the explosions come from 
doing so much of what wasn't necessarily done to me in these moments. And so it's really hard to kind of do that time after time because my brain still is like, oh, how dare you do that? Or um, no, I'm the mom. What I say goes. And so I've still got that like kind of script in the back of my mind going. Mm -hmm. And so shutting that down time after time, I think eventually it just kind of builds and comes out. Yeah. I mean, you live in this culture, you know, and all that. Like we we have these ideas of, you know, we we don't even realize it. We may think we're we're like very enlightened and we learn a lot of things and we listen to lots of the Marshall Mama podcasts, right? So like, but then we have these ideas in our head, like they should be doing this thing when I say this thing and, you know, and, or they should not be, that's disrespectful, right? Like that, these kind of, um, you know, thoughts in our head that, that just come like from our, our culture. And, you know, like you say, like old scripts, that can drive us. And I kind of think of them as like, um, like habits, you know, these are like habits and just things that have been ingrained through so many different resources, culture, movies, TV, people around us, everything. And it sounds like you're, you're practicing for what I'm hearing is that like, you're practicing to, to, um, you want to stay calm, right? You want to be responsive and attuned. Like I'm, I'm totally, you know, you're, I'm hearing that. And that takes a lot of effort. You know, it's sort of a new way of being, right? That is, that is not maybe the, you know, the, what was the habit ingrained in you. And, um, and that effort after a while, like your, your body sort of runs out of, of, um, body budget or, you know, mm-hmm. energy for that. And you're just like done. Um, yeah. You know, it's like calm, 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 and then done. That's kind of what I'm hearing. Is that right? Yeah. Usually that like if it's been a really long, just consistently rough day or week for him. So I've been doing that a lot and it just builds up. I'll, I'll have an explosive <laughs> moment or it's like if like it's a lot easier to stay calm when it's like, OK, just me focusing on him and we're just having a day together. And so I don't have any other things taking up my brain capacity. But it's like if I'm trying to make a phone call or if I've got to work mm-hmm. at that air, I'm trying to get all these other things done at the same time as trying to manage and take care of things for him. Like, I think those are the other moments when there's like just too many things coming in at me at once. Stay tuned for more Mindful Mama podcast right after this break. I want to tell you about a great podcast that you should check out, especially if you ever deal with any school system, which you probably do. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And the season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and busts common myths about special education. So I checked out the episode on the difference between IEPs and 504 plans because my daughter Maggie uses a 504 plan and it was really, really helpful. It went over all the differences, which one's better, how to get them, different myths and what your rights are, all kinds of different things that you should understand if your child may need extra help in education through an IEP or a 504 plan. The tone is super helpful, friendly, and smart. 
I highly recommend you check it out. To listen to Understood Explains, just search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's it. Understood Explains. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Okay, well, this is great. Like, this sounds like you're really identifying sort of a pattern and things like that. And you want to hold space for these extra big feelings. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm also hearing some like really practical things here. Like, I'm wondering, Brittany, how much are you, is it just you and AJ for hours and hours on end? Like, what kind of other support and what kind of breaks do you have from being mom? Um. That's one that we've been kind of trying to figure out because with both me and my husband, basically since we've got married, it's just been a constant strain of just like thing after thing and just like nonstop. So even finding time for ourselves pre-AJ was sometimes hard. And so then throw, throw a little one in the mix. And so it's made it even harder for us to find whether time for each other or just time for ourselves. And so um, because often like for me to get me time means for Dan my husband, you know, to watch AJ for a bit, but then he doesn't get much of his own time either. And so, so we've both been trying to kind of navigate that since starting having a babysitter with my market staff. Um, so that's been just the last two months now, basically, though it was kind of paused because I had to have ankle surgery a few weeks ago. And so that threw everything off. Awesome. But since that started, I've been able to get a little more time because just me going out on my own, like to do these markets and to interact with other people and sell these things I've created, even though it's technically work, it's also something that's fun and it is like a, a fulfilling and recharging thing for me. So um, since starting that new bit, I've been getting a little more time for myself, but it is very much often just just me and AJ a lot of the time, most days. Um, so. I'd say that's a work in progress. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. May. Yeah. So my funny thing, I, I'm a little distractible at times, but I think it's worked out in my favor with my business because it started out initially as just a garden business. My business is called Tranquil Roots. And so it was going to be like growing and selling all of my garden stuff um, and plant starts at the beginning of the season, that sort of thing, produce through the harvest season. And then I also started doing like herbal teas, herbal bath soaks, especially I've got a postpartum bath soak, one of... My favorite things, when my son was born, my doula gave me a postpartum bath soak. And that was like my me time. 2 a.m. after nursing him and unable to fall asleep, I'd go soak in the bath, have a glass of wine with a cookie in my bath soak. I love that. You I know, love that. That was like my big postpartum treat. But um, but yeah, so I do the bath soaks. I've also started doing like natural candles and stuff. I, 
I get triggered really easily by fragrances and stuff. So I found some a company that really cleaned up a lot of their fragrance oils and doesn't bother me. So I've started making candles with those and it's been really fun. Okay, cool. You're doing all these different things. I love this. Yeah. Now, kind of what I'm wondering is like, like the babysitter is there, but then wasn't there when you had ankle surgery, which seems like a little confusing to me because like I can't imagine you were walking around much with ankle surgery and like wouldn't it have been great to have another person in the house then. I'm just curious so, about that. Like, do you and your husband give yourselves permission to get help if one or the other of you are there? Like, are you are you is it in within the realm of possibility to get help when you're doing the other things for your business that don't involve being out of the house? That's a work in progress. Um, yes, I did have her here some. I, I guess I didn't explain. That was kind of just in passing. I mentioned the surgery. So I, I did have her here some days just because I was like, I need help. Like, I wasn't even in a walking boot for the first two weeks. I was on crutches. So like fully just had to be sitting, having my foot up. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like I would yeah. have girl. Like I need help. So I did recruit help. I had people around most days, at least for a couple hours, to even just play with him and give him some attention or to get snacks and food for us, like all these little practical things. So I did give myself permission to hire help on those days, even though I was home. I guess for me, I'm having to like work on saying, yeah, it's OK to hire to have someone here to help with him, even though I'm here so I can just go focus on things. So I'm getting to that point. Some of it's also, you know, budgetary stuff. And so like, yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. of course, we'll in time. But yeah, I think the giving ourselves permission thing is probably one of that's been a barrier probably for both of us. We're like, well, if I'm here, like then I need to do it. Or if you're here that you or if you're going to get time for you, then it means I have to give up my time, vice versa. Like, you know, it's just I'm a bit of a juggling act. Yeah. I mean, one of the things you're obviously like encountering is like our country's like complete lack of support for parents. Right. Like we have no safety net and no support. It's super frustrating. Like if you, I don't know where you were overseas before, but my friends in the Netherlands that she had like totally free childcare from the very beginning. You know what I mean? Like okay. and it was very high quality. So this is like I'm kind of seeing this problem. Right. Which is that we weren't meant to like be just two people, like with a three and a half year old and just the two of us back and forth. Yeah. This two and a half year old forever and ever, right? Like that's putting a lot of strain on you. Mm-hmm. That's putting strain on you. Is putting strain on your your marriage. You you have trouble finding time for just for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's also strain on you know you being able to get your work done, and then it's also putting strain on your parenting because you don't like you have to do this like intensive time swap right you know and on all of these things um and and yeah and then there's the financial difficulty of like child care being so expensive and things like that so just to like for three and a half this time like before he goes to school um and this is like the most intensive time right now from the perspective of later mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the the most intensive time. They're so like needy of attention and constant interaction and all this stuff, right? Like you know, and it's the most intensive time. So if you know, if if there are, are resources to spare, this is the time to give yourselves permission because it is more intensive now than when he's going to be even like five, six, and seven, like even a couple years down the line, like. This is the peak and especially three and a half. 
he's three, the ages like three and 13 are these big ages of separation. Okay. My youngest daughter is in the age of 13 now. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, 13, I'm feeling that separation. Three is also a big age of separation. Like, and that's why people say, oh, whatever they, you know, the, they say about threes. So it's, it's really, really hard. And that means that you need, this is the time if you have some resources to allocate resources to giving yourselves a break for it. Like this is the year to do it. That's nice to hear that because we've been kind of like, wait a minute, we were, we were doing okay. Like we felt like we've like made all this progress and all of a sudden, why is it so intense all the time? What, did we miss something? So it's, it's very validating to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, You're welcome. I know it's like, yeah, you feel like you're going crazy because you've, in our brains, like it's one of those old scripts, like we feel like all progress should just be like going forward all the time. And it's such a lie. No, it's not. Um, I will say big thing we did do recently. We, um, he did his first overnight away, which Mm -hmm. is like a big step for everyone. And my parents house, they live about an hour and a half away. And he'd been asking Mm -hmm. for a little while Whenever we'd visit, we'd leave. And he said, I want to stay by myself. And you go back to Big White House. We're like, we can make that happen. Because, <laughs> like, uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, like we've done very well. Like it's been naturally progressed into just bench sharing for us. And he's mm-hmm. he's still like nurses during the night some. But like it's been a lot less now because he's getting older. But just because of a lot of those things, it wasn't really like conducive to do any overnight sooner so we decided we're like, okay, we'll just wait until he like is old enough that he asks for it. And so he did. We're like, yeah, and it went really well. So we're going to make that at least a monthly thing so that Dan and oh, I yes. have like a date night at our own house with no one else in here, which is just like mm-hmm. a whole new thing. We're like, what is this? Um, oh, I don't know God. if you've ever seen uh, or anyone listening has ever seen Hotel Transylvania 3, but there's this moment where the um, two of the characters in the movie, they're the wolves. And they, you know, like as wolves are, they've got like hundreds of these kids always around them. Like, and she's always pregnant in every movie. Like they're just always having kids. (laughs) And so they go and they find the kids area on the cruise ship they're on. And they walk in and take the kids and they're like, so you, we leave them here and you watch them? And they're like, but why? (laughs) Okay. So they, they leave all the kids, they walk out and it's just the two of them standing out there. They're like. So now what do we do? And she, the wife's like, I think we do whatever we want. And they just go back and forth a couple times, whatever we want, whatever we want. And then they start saying, they're like, whatever we want, whatever we want. It's just, my husband and I, when we see that part, we always die because we're like, that is just so, that's so great. accurate. It's great. That's great. So, so that's, we definitely like, we're quoting that, that night we're like, whatever we want, whatever we want. Because it was our first like night in three and a half years. Okay, so what I'm hearing is that you're coming because your challenge is, you know, holding space for those extra, you know, those big feelings. You're getting overstimulated. You're, you know, you have this temper coming out. And I'm why I'm asking you about all the support and things in, in your life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's clear, right? Like when you don't have enough space, you don't have time to be you. When Like your levels of overall stress is the biggest indicator of how, you know, how your stress response is going to be. Because if your overall stress is, you know, is, you know, you're just with a three and a half year old constantly all day long, and then, you know, you you don't have any breaks, it's clear that you're gonna, 
you know, that temper is going to come out. It's just going to get to a tipping point. You just don't have the, you know, it's, it's, it's a recipe for crazy making for human beings to just be only with, you know, maybe there's, you know, and that's why we have aunties and uncles and all of that thing, the whole village. And you, you don't have the village. I'm hearing your parents are like an hour and a half away, which sucks because it's like so close. Yeah. It's just too far to be able to like travel it like on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and, and I'm happy to talk to you about all the ways that we can calm the temper and things and, and the tools that you can use for those moments. But I also want, I want to challenge you to think of, to write a list of like 10 ways and 10 is going to be super hard. Like it's going to be a lot. It's going to be more than you think you can think of 10 ways that you could get extra help and support and time just to take take a break from AJ, not because you don't love, want to love him and want to be with him, but because <laughs> right. when you want to be with him, you want to be at your best. And so that means, I mean, not that every time, right? Like in good enough parenting means it doesn't mean you're perfect all the time. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to yell. That's okay. You're allowed to do that. He will survive. It would be bad for him if you were perfect all the time. So model, we can model like healing and resolving things with him. So that's what I remind myself in those moments, but I still don't want them to be too frequent. You know? Yeah, you don't want them to be too frequent. So yeah, so I'm wondering as we kind of talk through this and we talk about the support issue, how are you taking care of yourself? How are you taking care of your like nervous system, your heart, your mind, your soul on a regular basis? Yeah, I mean, I at least... So recently, just the last couple of weeks since I've been back on my feet again and we've been trying to, okay, let's let's work on a bit of a rhythm for our days just for both of our sake. And so in the mornings, we've started where we'll come downstairs, like I'll get his breakfast ready. We'll sit on the couch. We'll watch a couple like of our favorite worship songs together first. And then I'll put on like whatever show he's wanting to watch so that I can do my morning devotional time which is not something I've been able to do basically consistently since he was a newborn and he would just sleep on the bed next to me while I read it, you know. So um, that's a little something that I've just started. That I was like, okay, you know what? Putting on the show while I'm reading this and he does that, like, that's fine. Like, we we do a little bit together first to kind of just give him that, like, time with that sort of thing. But I'm sitting here doing my reading. He sees me doing my reading and he can do what he wants. And it's okay to do that to give me this time. So that's a little thing I've done recently for myself, but that's just still very new. Um, I like that. I mean, that sounds like a win that you're taking some time to slow down, to stop going, to stop serving someone else and to just be you and to take care of your your heart and your soul. And with my coffee, I make sure to get my and the coffee, my iced coffee <laughs> to sit and sip on while I do my reading. So like just that little bit I have found. Um, even just these couple of weeks, there were like a couple of days that that didn't happen because either Dan was home. And so we just had a different morning or just something threw things off. And I noticed like a difference in my responses just with not having that little mm -hmm. start to the day of that little bit of time. So so that's something I'm definitely trying to make more of a habit. Um, now that my ankle's better again, I'm wanting to, you know, get back into doing like exercise because that is something that is really important to me, but it's been a harder one since becoming a mom too. Um, and I know that that chemically and physically does affect my brain responses because of all of 
know, the endorphins and all the good things that happen when you take care of your body. So that's a on the list of things to do, but has not um, been mastered yet. Mm. Um, yeah. As far as consistent things I do, like I, I don't have much in place. That one little morning thing is a new one that is at least probably the most con- consistent, I guess, thing I have. Do you have a YMCA near you or something like that? Um, we have a YMCA. We also have, oh, you probably, because they have child care, right? They have child care and they have fitness classes and gym and the whole thing, usually a pool. Right. How do you feel about child care with random strangers? That one I'm, I can be iffy on. Um, I mean, this is mm-hmm. the first time with the child care while I do my markets has been the first time I've started doing that with someone I didn't already know because I was like, okay, I'm going to, I need someone regularly. So I went through care.com and they have all like the background check and stuff. And so, you know, I was able to find someone good through that, that I was comfortable with, met with them first, just because in today's age, like, you, you know, there's just so many things that happen that it's, I try not to be like too anxious about that sort of thing but also it's like especially having been a former teacher knowing how easily things get away like when you have too many so many kids and one person or two people i i'm a little unsure on that one well ymca childcare is generally not like the you know it's not like super you know chi- it's not like child development experts there but it's usually like a bunch of kids right like they're all there and your child may not get like their every need catered to, and that's fine. They're gonna survive. Your right. he may not even like it, and that's okay. It's okay for him to not like an hour of his life every day, right? Like if you decide to go and work out every day, like it's fine for him to not be happy, not like even love it. He may go there and love it and think it's super fun yeah. if you tried it out. And this is, you know, and and like a lot of us, like we want to just be there for our kids and we want to be that like perfect nurturing earth mama, <laughs> you know, all that. And that's great. That's wonderful. But if you're burnt out, you're not going to be good, wonderful earth mama for AJ. <laughs> you you need to take care of the goddess within, right? Like if you're the earth mama, you got to take care of that earth mama. And and it's OK for him like a lot of kids are, are you know, they, they have more of a village taking care of them at an even earlier age. He's had you for three and a half years, you know, to introduce him to other people. And maybe he even gets attached to other people. And that would be actually really positive for him. Like it's actually, you know, developmentally and like evolutionarily normal for kids to have like multiple attachment figures. Mm-hmm. That's really good for them. And if you go to like what I would recommend, I would say, I invite you to check out the YMCA, okay. go there. They'll probably let you, you know, just what you can do is you drop them off for 10 minutes of childcare and you just like go for a walk or a tour or the whatever. And then the next day you go back and you do 15 minutes and the next day you go back and do 20 minutes. Just do and build it up. When I had to take my daughter to childcare, she's a highly sensitive kid. She didn't like it. She did not like childcare. And mm-hmm. she, they came and got me because she cried and I had to go get her and that was okay. But eventually she tolerated childcare. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of kids who like it. Like my other daughter was psyched because they had a particular toys that like we didn't have. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And I'm saying even if he doesn't like it, it's okay. It's safe for him to have an experience that is mm-hmm. not perfect for him. 
And that's actually good for him. It's it's resilience, right? Like he can yeah. and then you come back together and there's a reunion and that feels good and then you feel better. And that's actually all very good and very positive for him. Stay tuned for more Mindful Mama podcast right after this break. everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky, wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Let's talk about like when we're starting to get like super frustrated, right? So what's like a typical like thing that might throw you over the edge? I'm like, oh, what, where to begin? There's so many. So I'm trying to get my thoughts sorted to like a recent experience. I think recently, like, I mean, when I was with my ankle, so I've had to be kind of limited in what I can do or I can't be up for long. So it's more the the current um, doing his own thing when I'm trying to get us to do a certain thing or it's like, OK, we need to go inside now. Mommy has to sit down and get her foot back up and like, you know, the trying to move in a direction and them having their own agenda and just mm-hmm. not not responding. I, I would say not I started say not listening, but I'm like, I know it's not really that like, um, ah, that's one one of the biggest ones is like when I'm telling him to do or not to do something, right? And he's not responding to that and not following that particular thing and just over and over and it's like in my head, I know it's because he's in his own world and I need to go get on his level and like talk to him. But like with my ankle, I couldn't necessarily do that. Like oh, I could yeah. just move over to him quickly. So a lot of the times for recently, it's been the just not responding right away, which logically is a mom I know of a three and a half year old. His brain is not there for that right now. But those moments can be very triggering. Yeah, because you have to get in the house or to the mm-hmm. car, whatever it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's incredibly triggering. It is. Not not listening, right? Like, that's the thing, right? Uh, not listening. Okay, cool. So, 
let's imagine, I mean, there we can talk about like ways to respond to him, right? You, like, you know those. Like, you're like, get down on his level, look him in the eyes, touch his shoulder. Buddy, we got to go in the house now. I see you were super into playing, like, you know, empathize with what's reflectively listen to what's happening to him. You really want to play. You wish you could just keep playing here. And I know I get it. I I wish you could, too. But we got to go in right now. Right. Like so we can talk about ways to respond. Let's say, you know, situation is such that you're not able to do that. So in those moments, the thing that I want to invite you to do, and this can be sometimes like we're so we're so intent on like, I want to be this way for my kid, right? I want to be calm. I want to be nurturing. I want to be attuned. So then Mm -hmm. then as feelings arise that are sort of contrary to this image that we have of ourselves with our kids, we can kind of like we kind of push them away, right? We kind of like, no, I'm going to be calm. Right. And then we're just like, kaboom. And that's, I'm kind of imagining that for you, Brittany. Is that what mm-hmm. I'm hearing? Yeah. Yeah. I it, remember hearing like the quote, the share your calm, right? And your when your kids are in like turmoil, your job is not to join in their mm-hmm. chaos, but to share their calm. I can't remember if that was for you or for someone else, but I know mm-hmm. I've seen that around a lot. Mm-hmm. And I always laugh to myself because when I see that, when I'm like, okay, I, I know that's true. But then I'm sitting here like, okay, share my calm, share my calm. Where the F is my calm? First, find my calm, then I can share it. <laughs> so, you know, like, you know, missing, missing link there sometimes for me. <laughs> I love that. Share your calm. WTF, right? Um, okay. So, like, where, where is my calm? I can't share it if I don't have it. <laughs> and and, I, and it's true. Like, that is something that, you know, I would say, like, you know, you, your kid's got to borrow your calm. But, you know, so the the weird thing is about this is that to be able to get to that place of regulation, we have to accept and embrace our difficulty. We have to accept and embrace that we have all the other feelings, right? Like when you're when you're in this situation and he's not listening to you or he's not, you know, responding to you, probably you're starting to feel a little frustrated and irritated, right? And um, but you're like, no, I'm going to be calm and respond to him in a calm way. So but actually so instead to be able to get to it. But the thing is, like we we beyond like being calm, we also want to be really authentic with our kids. We want to be real. Right. We want to model being real and all the challenges that are, go along with that. So <laughs> this is like the moment in your life, right, like where he's three and a half and he's he's really a lot more aware. So you now and, you know, the. Reality is coming home to roost. So in these moments, I'm going to invite you to this is like a time to just like acknowledge your feelings. And basically, this is like name it to tame it, which is, you know, what Dr. Dan Siegel coined that phrase. And the idea is and and the research has borne out that like as far as brain scans and all of these things that when you will say to AJ, like, buddy, I'm starting to feel frustrated. I'm starting to feel annoyed because we got to go in, right? Like, our, our, like, or just acknowledging to yourself, okay, starting to feel frustrated. I'm starting to feel annoyed. And this is like this, this is like this wonderful thing because it's, it's like you're not blocking it and suppressing the feeling so that it comes up like, a, mm-hmm. you know, like when you do that, like, you know, it's like you're pushing a beach ball under the water and then it just like pops up even higher and like, oh with a bigger splash later right like explosive temper right like that's what happens so instead you're going to name it to tame it starting to feel frustrated i'm starting to feel annoyed because 
oh, yeah, I have this time pressure, whatever. You don't even have to say why. Like you're just going to name the feeling. And that in itself is going to lower your temperature. It's going to be your mm-hmm. bell of mindfulness. It's going to and it's going to interrupt the pattern you've established of like suppressing and then exploding. Right. So mm-hmm. um, you're going to interrupt that pattern. I'm starting to feel frustrated. And then what can you do to then actually get to an authentically calm place? Right. Like because now you're like acknowledging the reality that you have feelings. Go yes. figure. <laughs> Not just a Zen master here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't have to be the Dalai Mama. That's okay. Um, <laughs> um, so you've acknowledged the reality that you have feelings and that you can get frustrated. And, and and we all can, right? Like, this is the reality of life. So so then it flips you into, okay, what can I do to authentically kind of get my whole brain on board, right? So one thing you can do is you can put a hand to your heart. I invite, you know, and the breath is cliche because it works. So you just want to try to take a longer exhale because the thing is like as you each inhale is a little mini fight, flight or freeze stress response. Each exhale is a mini opposite rest and relax response. So when you do exhale longer than your inhale, it's like a body hack, biohack to get your body into rest and relax response. Okay. So inhaling for four. Exhale for six. Again, let's try it again. Inhale four. Exhale six. With hand at heart, if you if that feels supportive for you. For me, that really does. So you do the breath, do those longer exhales, you know, three to five times. And if you need like, and then maybe the third step in there is going to be like, this is not an emergency. This is not an emergency, right? You're going to just tell your brain that. And then you're going to like proceed, right? Okay. So, and you might even say it loud. I need, so I'm feeling frustrated. I need to go in. You're feeling this. You're going to describe what's happening out loud because that kind of takes it and makes it a little less like, the emergency in your head that your nervous system is saying is a threat, right? right? And more of like normalizing the experience, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm going to ask you to write this on sticky notes. So name it to tame it, longer exhales. This is not an emergency. You're going to write it on four or five sticky notes and put it in different strategic places. I'm making a new note. Name it to tame it. And then I would I would encourage you actually when you're doing your morning devotional, do those longer exhales three to five like five times then too, mm-hmm. so that every day you're practicing this thing, and that's actually gonna like kind of get you at a lower baseline right at the beginning of the day, and it's gonna help you practice it. So when you need it later, it's handy. It's like right there, not just something yes. you do in a challenging time. Okay. It's a habit. So it's easier to remember in the hard moments versus if it's something that you don't do often and then you try to bring it in moments of dysregulation, it does not come back. Exactly. Right. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Brittany, we have covered a lot. Yeah. Got AJ, we talked about your you have a lot of awareness. You've had this um, you know, this lovely like early childhood experience with little AJ with with COVID. 
uh, lockdown and now you're moving out into the world and you're getting these time stresses and we're, we're starting to like kind of figure out how this is changing the balance and the budget of what of time and energy and overwhelm and all of those things. We're thinking about exercise and then, and you know, and all those self-care things are all the things that are the foundation for you to be able to sustain being the the earth mama that you're going to be for AJ for years <laughs> to come. Like you need to sustain that, right? So you want to, yes. like, you got to put in, got to feed those plants, right? Same for you. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about how to calm down in the challenging moments. Okay, so I want to hear from you now. What are you taking away from this conversation? Um, I'm going to remember to get a list of 10 ways to get more support. Um, wrote that down, so I make sure to work on that. Um, doing the breathing exercises more regularly. That's like something like I I really need to build a habit of because it's something you try and you're like, oh, this works. But I just I need those reminders to do that. But the sticky notes, I am a sticky note person. So that'll be huge. Like just writing those and having them posted. Um, and then I think, yeah, just the the tips of what to do in those moments where I start to feel that rising. The reminder that it, the name it to tame it with him around like I've heard that before but it just hadn't occurred to me I think I've been so stuck on the don't like shame and blame him for my feelings that I've been forgetting Mm -hmm. that it's okay to still talk about them like I've had some moments where I'll say okay I'm feeling overstimulated like when when I'm getting all touched and he's climbing on me like and I've in those moments I've gotten better at that but just in the emotional like overwhelmed moments I've not thought of oh yeah it's okay for me to describe to him hey buddy I'm feeling a bit frustrated. I don't have to say because you're doing, because then that's yeah, one of the exactly. place you're doing. But I just describe yep. what I'm feeling. And then he sees me say, oh, mommy's frustrated. She's taking breaths. And that helps teach him that. So I think that's probably the biggest thing for me right now is just, oh, yeah, okay. I can describe what I'm feeling in those moments around him so that he, like, you know, for my own sake and also it'll help him, but mainly for me, I guess. And then also the the breaths, knowing that, oh, breathing out longer than breathing in interrupts that stress response. That was like, I, I don't think I'd quite heard that. So that helps. Mm. All right. Awesome. Awesome takeaways, Brittany. I can't wait to like, I want like an update in six <laughs> months. Just send me an email. Let me know All right. how it's going. And you'll be like past three and a half. And as long as you're grounded, you're taking care of yourself. If you have a foundation, good sleep, exercise, Time with friends and family, time to be grounded, right? Support. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to handle all. There's so many different challenges in every age and stage, but your foundation is the constant. So mm-hmm. you got to like feed yourself, right? Like, because more than anything else, he needs you to be grounded, to be, you know, steady, you know, to be real and authentic human being. You don't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. But but that's that's what he needs most of all. And if, if you're going to do that, you're going to need to, yeah, he might need to, you know, go sit for an hour with different toys and people. He's like, hmm, how are you? Um, and that's okay. He'll survive. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you talking to you today and your willingness to share it with the world. It's so, so helpful, I'm sure, for so many people. Thank you. I appreciate your time as well. It was really great chatting to you.
I hope you enjoyed this episode. I, you know, we've noticed like the honor coaching sessions get a lot of downloads. So if this is something you like, we would love to know. I would love to know. So, you know, we post about each episode on like Instagram and Facebook. So maybe you can find that post or just, you know, take a screenshot yourself, post it, tag me at Mindful Mama Mentor. Tell me if you like the honor coaching, if it helps you. Like, I'd love to know. It makes such a big difference for me. And knowing that it's making a difference for you, uh, that's what we we really want to know. And that's what really drives us. So I'd love to know. Tag me at Mindful Mama Mentor. Um, and of course, those ratings and reviews, they mean so, so much. I want to give a shout out to Anna G25, who left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts saying, amazing. I have read the Raising Good Humans book and I'm listening to the podcast. Highly recommend. Lots of exclamation points. Love it. Thank you so, so much. It means so much to me and a whole team of people who puts on this podcast. Shout out to Alex Retzis and, and Emma Greening and Lynn Weller and Chelsea Gilday. Amazing team that does so much. So, uh, so yeah, please do those things if you enjoy the podcast. And I hope this episode helps you. I hope it makes a difference for you and your family. And I wish you a beautiful week, all those good things in your life. You know, let's lean into those good moments. Let's lean, lean into those peace and ease. Let's give ourselves those moments because it's really, really what our kids need from us is us feeling grounded, feeling peaceful, right? As you, we heard in this coaching call, that's, that is really, really what we need. You know, it's funny. I was asked in an interview recently, you know, do you still struggle with your temper and stuff like that? And yeah, I do. And in fact, after like a few years of being dormant, it had been so long, my temper came out uh, a few days, uh, a little bit ago. And it was because, you know, it's funny because it was like all those things. It was like the time pressure, the like, uh, you know, outrageously frustrating nudging and from the 13-year-old. And but it was like a lot of those other factors, right, that were just building my stress level. And then it took, well, it it was a lot of nudging that threw me over the edge. But, uh, but yeah, so my temper did come out. I yelled and then I stormed out of the house and I just walked up and down the street and ignored my neighbor across the street to, so I didn't have to talk to anybody at that moment and then uh, I came back in and a few hours uh, she actually apologized to me first which is really interesting and uh, you know after after years of our practices and tools that I teach in mindful parenting like these, uh, she, she came, apologized to me first. I apologized to her. We hugged, you know, and so these things happen like this. We're not going to get to a place of perfect. I, it's okay. I'm forgive myself for this moment because it's like, we're human. We got to give ourselves permission to be human. And I give myself permission to be human. And so I hope you give yourself permission to be human too, dear listener. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you're here that we can share this journey together would love it if you could help spread the word and uh, and do the rating, review, and all that stuff because that makes such a huge difference. And um, I'm wishing you all the best. And I I will be practicing to calm that that temper that still exists, a little a little latent volcano inside. I'll be 
practicing, doing all my practices to calm it. And I hope you will too. We can do it together. And I'll be back here next week. Can't wait to talk to you then. Thank you for listening. Namaste. I'd say definitely do it. It's really helpful. It will change your relationship with your kids for the better. It will help you communicate better. And just, I'd say communicate better as a person, as a wife, as a spouse. It's been really a positive influence in our lives. So definitely do it. I'd say definitely do it. It's so worth it. The money really is inconsequential when you get so much benefit from being a better parent to your children and feeling like you're connecting more with them and not feeling like you're yelling all the time or you're like, why isn't things working? I would say definitely do it. It's so, so worth it. It'll change you. No matter what age someone's child is, it's a great opportunity for personal growth and it's a great investment in someone's family. I'm very thankful I have this. You can continue in your old habits that aren't working or you can learn some new tools and gain some perspective to shift everything in your parenting. Are you frustrated by parenting? Do you listen to the experts and try all the tips and strategies, but you're just not seeing the results that you want? Or are you lost as to where to start? Does it all seem so overwhelming with too much to learn? Are you yearning for a community of people who get it? who also don't want to threaten and punish to create cooperation? Hi, I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and if you answered yes to any of these questions, I want you to seriously consider the Mindful Parenting membership. You'll be joining hundreds of members who have discovered the path of mindful parenting and now have confidence and clarity in their parenting. This isn't just another parenting class. This is an opportunity to really discover your unique, lasting relationship, not only with your children, but with yourself. It will translate into lasting, connected relationships, not only with your children, but your partner too. Let me change your life. Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com to add your name to the waitlist, so you will be the first to be notified when I open the membership for enrollment. I look forward to seeing you on the inside mindfulparentingcourse.com. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.